York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What happened on that last play in overtime? Was that just um, not the right spacing there? Was that something the Lakers defense did? Like, what was going on there? Oh, uh, I, I re- that's something that you probably got to ask RJ. I mean, the spacing probably was messed up. Um, I know I was above the break. Um, he didn't have anywhere to drive. And, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, that's our first time being in that situation, too. So you, you live and you learn. And uh, we got to get him. And if he was going to go, if he did have it all up going, we got to get him the space to actually try to crack somebody off. What's going on? It's Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk, just in the Nick of Time. And uh, we are a day removed from the heartbreaking loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. We lost to the Lakers in overtime. 101-99 hard for game. Not going to lie, I thought we had it in the bag, especially after that third quarter. And it seemed like we were up in the fourth for some time to spare. But the Lakers pulled it out on the last minute. And then we're, and we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it. Today, um, I have a guest with me today. I'm joined by my man from Pod Strickland, Mr. Benji Ridholz. He's also he been a, is a D3 player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food for yes, thought. Sir. So he has credentials, man. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Still recovering. You know, that was a pretty rough one. But, uh, you know. On to the next, I guess. I'm doing all right. Glad to be on with you. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm glad to have you, man. Cause listen, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't have. I, I usually have my guy Roy here today. He's not here today. Um, I don't like to go through heartbreak on myself. Okay, I need. I need a friend. I need a shoulder to cry on. Uh, that's why <laughs> I, I had to write, invite a guest today. And I'm also cry with you, my guys over here in Knicks Nation in the comments in the stream. All right, we so, always gonna talk about it, even though listen, in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, if we looked at the schedule beforehand and i told you that through this gauntlet through this little space we were going to go three and three um you would be happy um so you i i'll take that at the bank at the beginning before we even started this west coast trip my prediction was more two and you know two wins out of this trip um and the rest were L's. That's what I was thinking. We pulled out three and three. So you can't really complain that much, even though it still hurts, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, you got the one you got the one on Sunday against the Clippers and you feel like you stole one against, you know, you know, what we think is kind of superior competition. And uh, it's just when you're in, when you're, when you get in the trenches against the Lakers, obviously they're missing Braun and, and they lose Caruso early and they're, right. they're kind of shorthanded. And then we get down the stretch and we have a lot of chances to win. So it's a bit hard to kind of look back and just be like, no, we're good with the 500 road trip. But you're right that uh, kind of going, you know, when we were looking forward, I think we all kind of thought a 500 finish would be would be solid. So you got to you got to keep it in perspective a little bit. Yeah, we got to keep it in perspective a little bit, man, especially pulling one out against the Clippers. Um, and I, I can't, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to shoot a little bit better this from three today. I mean, yesterday as well. But uh, it didn't really, really happen like that. But you know, let's let's talk about um, let's just talk about the the game in general. So yeah. Um, listen, we had these guys. We had some of these guys playing well. Well, on, well, I'll, I'll say this: only two people really scored in double digits for the Knicks. Um, 
which is something we're not used to. We're used to having more of a, you know, a share of the well field. We have Randall, who gives you, I think, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists on a night. 4 of 8 from 3. And Derrick Rose, who gives you 27 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. Um, the next closest scorer on the night happens to be none other than the Prince <laughs> and Frank Villakina. Say <laughs> yeah, who gave you nine points and gave you a lot of of, of crucial buckets? Um, <laughs> but I'll just say this on, on the night. From it, it seemed like I know Randall. I know Randall takes this personally. I know he does. This is a team that drafted him. Um, you already know what happened when LeBron came here, came to that Lakers team. Um, I think he felt some type of way about it. So he he, he talked about hit lists and teams on the hit list. And I believe this is one of these teams on the list. So I, I do believe he really wanted this game. And he showed out for the most part. He showed out for the most part. Um, what do you think about Julius Randle and, and the game he, he showed uh, yesterday? Yeah, I also think, you know, you mentioned obviously the Lakers connection, the Braun connection. Uh, and there's also the AD connection. Right. Which, you know, AD recruited him to New Orleans uh, you know, I, there are articles out there, you know, you go back and read them. Like AD was like the primary reason he, he ended up in New Orleans. True. And then, and then he gets there and AD requests a trade to the team that had just kind of gave given up on Julius. So I, I have a feeling, I know there's a, there's a Kentucky connection there. Um, and right. I think, you know, they, they outwardly seem like they're, they're, they're friends, but I, you could see Julius took that matchup super personally. Yeah. Uh, he he went at him, and I gotta say, uh, and you, you you talked about the numbers a little bit, and uh, I he outplayed AD. I don't think it's cra- it's crazy it's crazy to say it because it's AD, and you know obviously what we thought of Julius before this year, got a, they went they went one on one a lot, and yeah, Julius, Julius got the better of him. I mean, AD had a really tough night. He did. AD on the night only had I believe twenty points on the night, and it wasn't just Julius; it was a, a team effort. But Julius had a lot to do with it. They doubled him all night. I feel like the first half they got a lot of, a lot of open threes in that first half. I, I do feel like we neglected to, to to kind of rotate quick and uh, get to those shooters, especially Coel Pope, especially Kuzma. But for, Kuzma. yeah, Kuzma, Kuz, Kuz, Bruh. Kuz killed us all night. And we're gonna get to RJ in a second too. I know that little the beginning clip was about RJ and his last second shots. We'll get to that too. But yeah. I, um. Even though, you know, in the first half that killed us, the second half we did, we did a lot better on threes. But get back to Julius and his defense. He did pretty well on a defense and versus um, versus uh, AD. And I felt like, I, me personally, I was concerned because I do remember the Knicks playing the Lakers last year. And I do remember how much trouble Randall had versus his length. So I was kind of surprised that he was able to score um, 30 plus points today, 30 points today. But I, I'm also, I shouldn't be surprised because he's just gotten so much better this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, last year's Randall wasn't, wasn't making step back threes. Right. I mean, he didn't have too much success going to the rim against, against AD, which nobody really does because he's a beast and he's so long, but uh, you know, the ability to step out and that whole mid-range game that he has, and he had a crazy up and under with about five minutes left. Like, so the footwork is so much better. Obviously, the shooting is so much better and allows him to 
to have an impact offensively that he had no chance of having last year, even against great defenses like the Lakers. It was really it was a really impressive performance. It wasn't the most efficient night of his of his year. I mean, he was yeah thirty one on twenty six shots. Um, but because, that's partially because the rest of the squad wasn't really giving us anything. Like you know, if you can't rely on RJ, um, and the only kind of guy that's creating any offense is Rose. So yeah, he's, he's going to end up taking some bad shots. I think the, the the shooting percentage was more of a result of kind of the context than it was, you know, Julius having a tough night. I thought overall he had a great he had a great night. Yeah, let's you know what. That's a good, nice little segue. Let me get into the there rest. Let me let me get into the rest of these shooting just, stats um, real quick. Not... Um, yeah, okay. Reggie Bullock, the guy who really did well for us the last game versus the Clippers, unsung hero, gives you five points, two of nine. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> Learning's the well gives you four points, five rebounds on a night. Um, and he's not a huge rebounder, but you compare it to Andre Drummond, who gives you 18 rebounds and five offensive rebounds. Um... It makes you really miss Mitchell Mitchell Robinson. Um, <laughs> Peyton, who, you know, two points on the night, you know, but only gives you 14 minutes. So you can't really say, you can't give you the, you can't give the usual, it's Peyton's fault we lost excuse. Peyton only played 14 minutes. Um, RJ Barrett, like you said, only eight points tonight and two assists. And I'm going to concentrate on RJ Barrett so far. Um, the shots weren't hitting really with RJ. Um, zero for seven from three. Two of 13 for the night. I think only shot 14% on the night in general. Um, it seemed like he was... I don't know. I Like, the shots were a little right. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised they were a little bit right. Because, you know, they were in L.A. They were there for a few days. It's the same arena. You were thinking they would get up shots. I mean, I know the def- the Lakers defense is the top defense in the NBA, but I feel like he's getting he was getting similar shots the night before, and it wasn't quite working. You know? Yeah. And you're. You know, I think I, th- I would say like in the last month or so, uh, you know, he actually he hasn't shot a great from two and around the rim. He's actually struggled, and the reason that it's been a good month anyway is because he's act- he's just shot the three so well. Right. Um, and then, to, you know, last night, the three ball obviously kind of abandoned him and the struggles at the rim kind of continued, especially against, you know, that defense, which is so long at the rim. You have AD and Drummond in there. Yeah, you're probably you're kind of forced finishing, to yeah. finishing in the trees. So, uh, you know, that we all, I mean, I think everybody knows that that's if RJ has one one way to improve. I mean, obviously, the shot has come such a long way this year um, from three. Um, but he still does struggle, especially against good rim protection to finish at the rim. And, and that, that was really an issue last night. He had a, a lot of tough finishes, um, you know, off the glass. The touch wasn't there. Uh, and the Lakers gave him fits. They didn't let him get to his spots. They, they, they really they gave, they, they got into him on the pick and roll. You know, he usually likes to snake that pick and roll, and they right. didn't do it. Um, so, you know, it's a really well-coached team and a disciplined defense. And I, I mean, that's the development for RJ, right? Like it's going it, to, against defenses like that, he's not going to be there consistently yet at this stage. Um, but, you know, things are looking up, you know, give it a couple of years. And I think you'll see him be consistently solid against that kind of defense. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I do feel like Knicks fans right now, they're, some of them might be turning on RJ now. You gotta, you just gotta mm-hmm. tell them to chill, man. Chill. You gotta tell him to chill. chill. It's too. You can't. You can't th- take one game and and crucify this kid. And, and I know, I know y'all pissed because in overtime. I mean, listen. He it was a bad shot. All right, 
<laughs> yeah. We all know it was a bad shot. He didn't really play in the, what most of that fourth quarter or whatever. Uh, to be honest, Frank was playing so well, I wouldn't have played him either. <laughs> yeah, Tip stayed with Frank down the stretch, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was surprising. I was like, wait, Frank, do my eye deceive me? Does the Prince give you 23, 23 minutes on the night for the – I could not believe my – I couldn't believe it. Yeah, man, it was, it was like a dream. It, it was the dream. But the way, yo, the way he was playing, you, you just couldn't ignore it. Um, he he, his help defense was incredible. His on ball defense was incredible. He got a, a couple of a block. He got a block. The block on Kuzma had me off the floor. <laughs> yeah, it was a master class. He was un. He was so on point. His rotations in help. Uh, his doubling of Davis, he forced a turnover where Davis threw it in the backcourt because his double was so yeah. cool. He got his, you know, those those freakish arms out, and nobody wants to throw a pass over him. And he he, he snuffed out a backdoor. He got a steal. Like he was everywhere, and you know he that he gives you most nights if you get him out there. I mean, the question always with him, right, is like, does he have the confidence offensively to make plays? I mean, you saw him against the Clippers. He like his first shot was an air ball. Then he airballed like a five foot floater for no reason and Tibbs is losing it on the sideline and he doesn't get to play much more but he gets another opportunity and, and when he makes a couple shots like he did last night well now you're getting the whole package I mean it's hard to take a guy off the floor who's elite defensively and gives you that and can guard multiple positions and is a great help defender and on ball and then if he's making his threes and he and he made a great pass to, to Taj on that uh on a swing right the no look was whoa, beautiful Oof. Beautiful. So, like, Beautiful. I mean, you're going to leave him out there, especially with RJ struggling. Um, but then late in the game, I think he just went back to RJ, and it didn't. It just didn't. Never happen for him. You know. Yeah. And I know why they went back to RJ because at that point of the game, you know, we were just strictly going through Julius Randle and Derrick yeah. Rose. You did kind of need another ball creator out there because they, seemed, yeah. they seemed like they were getting gassed. Uh, so you had to go somewhere. Um, so you, uh, that's why he was in there. But I mean, it was a tough call, man. This this kind of brings you that knees. Like, man, we really wish we had another ball handler out there. And I know they were missing LeBron James, and that hurt them. But you know, we were missing some key places. We was missing Emmanuel quickly, and you know, Alec Burks. And in and you know another scenario to give Derrick Rose a blow, you would have had either one of those guys over there running the point, um, and just you know. Giving those other guys a, a break because it was pretty much I, I kind of felt like Randall and Rose knew they were only two have to going, so they just kept passing the ball back and forth to each other pretty much most of the night. You know? Yeah, yeah, they were just running that two man game, and eventually the Lakers just got used to it and and were just disrupting everything. And uh, they switched a couple times, but then even that, that you know in overtime they were basically just just holding on to their man, and it ended up in a lot of Randall kind of ISO mid range situations against Davis, which. You know that's a, that's tough for anyone, including Julius. But anybody going against AD, like just trying to get a shot up, is hard. So, um, yeah, I think I think this is a game that Burks probably would have been in there. It's a kind of the perfect game where he can give you some pick and roll ball handling and some shot creation when Rose doesn't have it going, and yeah. you can take you can take some possessions away from Julius and spread it around. I mean, RJ theoretically would be that guy, but like as, as we've been talking about, it just wasn't his night. So I think Burks probably would have been the guy. 
to carry a little bit of offensive load. And we've seen him have some great, you know, late game, you know, performances and forth. So uh, that's my guess is where Tibbs would have gone. And I, I do think yeah. we, missed, we missed him big time in this game. Absolutely. This is absolutely a Burks moment game uh, in the final moments when Derrick Rose obviously was out of gas. And, yeah. you know, he gave it his all, man. He had floaters galore. People were talking about Emmanuel Quickly's floater. Derrick Rose's floater has to be the most underrated floater in the NBA at this point. Like, I, like he's on his quickly stuff where he doesn't really even shoot um, mid ranges. Really, <laughs> he doesn't. Really- no, it's, yeah, he's floating up. Yeah, I said I, I tweeted out that that he would destroy everybody in a game of horse one handed. Like that guy can shoot it one handed from anywhere inside the three point line, and it's a bucket. It's crazy what he's doing from the mid-range with that floater. And I feel like he hasn't missed one since the All-Star break. It's just been money all all season. So it is kind of crazy what's going on with that. I don't know if it's sustainable, but it's crazy. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, 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 I went over the numbers a few times on cleaning the glass with Derrick Rose, who's shooting 91% um, from the mid-range. Um, matching, I think his highest was 91% in his rookie year. Um, but at one point, it was even at 93, which is kind of crazy. But I don't know. If, I don't know if that's sustainable as well. But I do feel like this game he might have needed a three pointer, a three point shot to to bring it home. He went one for four from three. But overall, I can't. You, you can't blame Derrick Rose. This other nemesis for this Knicks loss, and we can kind of get into that in a second. Right after I shout these guys out in the chat, man. Cause I know I ain't shout y'all out anymore. We've been talking this game for a second. But um, <laughs> let me just shout you guys out real quick. All right. So shout out to the chat first and foremost. Shout out to the mod. And also, if you want to chat, you already know the deal, man. Um, you can click the. Oh, wait, is the link in the chat? Am I? I'm, I'm, I'm slipping. My guy, guys. My bad. My bad. I pinned the Discord link to the top of the chat. If you want to chat with us on Discord, I pinned the Discord link to the top of the chat, and you can, you can talk with us there through the Discord and ask your questions, your comments, etc., etc., etc. All right. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to the Shell. Shout out to Sherwin M. Shout out to Pixford Timmy, Ricardo Custer, Junior Caroma, uh, Matthew Hackett, DJ Thunder. He says Frank had two blocks and he just didn't credit him with with two blocks. Okay, all right. I, I thought I was I thought I was bugging. I was like, he, I saw he had one block. He's saying he has two. That's um, the Frank Hive, baby. They come out strong. Yeah, the Frank Hive loves, man. Frank Hive loves us, man, because we always give Frank all the props when he comes on the show. <laughs> Don't take a block away from my boy. Exactly. Except Sharon. Sharon, Sharon is is the, the last standing member of the L5. So, <laughs> but everybody else will be here. Yeah. Gotta get into it. They yeah. Into yeah, it. but salute to Sherwin, man, because he stands by his guys no matter what. 15 minutes a game, um, it doesn't matter. All right? He <laughs> 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 doesn't matter. He's with his guy Elf. <laughs> All right. Um. Now. Um. Yo, I forgot. I had something else I wanted to say. Oh, I saw a tweet. I saw somebody say that the yo somebody update me on the score for the Hawks and Wizards. Oh yeah. Because I'm hearing it's going down to the wire. There's a few important games today. And it is the Hawks and the Wizards. And you got we- Atlanta up two with 13 seconds left. Hey. Oh, Atlanta up two. I need I need these wizards to do their thing, man. I was counting on the wizards to at least get one game out of it too, but you know Bradley Bill's injured, so you just, they're down a man. So it's all up to Russ. But I was hoping to get that win. Uh, on yeah, the- Russ down the stretch makes me nervous. I love Russ is a beast, but you know those last couple minutes, some crazy things happen with him. You can chuck up a couple. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's not really a three point shooter. Which is why you can just kind of pack the paint on him. 
and then hope for the best. Um, this is why this is when you need Bill. Hopefully, hopefully he pulls it out. Come on, Russ, do it. You can do it, man. You can do it. Um, we also have the Celtics, who are also playing today. I think they're playing the Cavs today. Um, the Knicks really only have to think to win two two more games to make this play in, to avoid the play in, and right. really clinch. The playoff berth and you know we have three games at home coming up we have the spurs and we have the celtics and we also have um the the hornets so the the last three games are going to be scrappers they're going to be scrappers um the celtics game though absolutely a must win <laughs> to say the least yeah they're, they're losing to cleveland right now they're kind of broken and jalen brown's out for the year now um so you know that becomes a game that you should win you know, it's basically just Tatum and a bunch of, you know, whatever they have on that roster. Nothing great. So, yeah, yeah we got we got to take that one. We definitely have to take that one. Uh, and I would love in an ideal world to just avoid to get that four seed back or at least get the fifth seed. You know? Stay away from Milwaukee. Stay away from the Bucks. all right? I know people are kind of confident about the Bucks. No. But the Bucks are a different team than when we beat them first. You got to remember that the, the time we beat the Bucks the first time, Alfred Payton scored, I think, 30 points and shot some a crazy amount. from. It was, all, it was also like the third game of the season or something, right? Yeah. I mean, then after the All-Star break, they blew us out by like 30. And it, it was like one of the only times we got blown out all year. Like exactly. And now, you don't want to play the Bucks the first round. You don't. You don't. Exactly. And that's the real Bucks. And, and as it stands right now, okay, we have the Heat in fourth, Hawks in fifth. Fifth in the Knicks in six. And okay, all right, all right. Yeah, Miami plays Philly tomorrow night, which you know, and Philly's I think still playing for the one seed. So hopefully they take care of Miami. That would be a huge one. Yeah, that would definitely be a huge one. But Atlanta has Orlando tomorrow, so that's a win for them. So, and they're up four now with three seconds left. So that game's over. So Atlanta's going to win tonight, mm-hmm. and they got Orlando tomorrow, and they're going to win that game. So that's that's trouble. So you got to hope Miami loses to Philly, so you stay in that five seed. If we beat San, if we beat San Antonio tomorrow, exactly. So everybody, watch out for tomorrow, man. We are all Philadelphia fans tomorrow, all right? So keep your eyes on that game. Um, and you shoot, we 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 have to hope to beat the Spurs as well because the Spurs are no joke as well. I always feel like the Spurs is one of those teams that are kind of our nemesis a little bit because you know we never beat them. Yeah, I feel like we never beat them. Yeah, we we never beat them, and they 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 can beat you in so many ways um, that you. You just don't really. There's nothing to really key in, key key in on that much. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah, they're, deep, they're deep. Their bench is always really good. Um, you know, they got Mills coming off the bench and that whole crew. Um, yeah, no, they're they're you know they're no no real pushover. I mean, I don't know where are they in the standings. They're tenth. Uh, I mean, they're in the plane right now. They're losing to Brooklyn right now currently, but you know, yeah, they're a pretty good team. Yeah, they better the Knicks better come ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely better come ready to go. All right. Um, but salute to the chat once again. Um, listen, we're gonna talk a little about Kyle Lowry in a second. Um, after we finish off this Knicks run. Uh okay, so I know Tom mentioned this before. The biggest the biggest problem we had from last night's game was definitely the rebounding. The rebounding killed us, all right. Uh yeah. lost the rebound battle fifty-three to forty-one. Um the, the, the real the stat that really blew your mind was the second chance points 16 16 to 5 mm. second chance points um and here's the thing with the Knicks and 
their defense look. You, there was a clip played yesterday where Tom was preaching. He's like, play, play hard, fly around, leave it, leave it all. He had his little, you know, he had his his, his cough drop voice on all the way up. His, his mask is like falling down his chin. It's just epic. Exactly, drool everywhere. He's passionate, and you and I'm sitting here on the couch, with my belly out, listening to this, and I'm just ready to run through a wall myself. I'm not even playing the game. I'm like, yes, go all out, and and then you're seeing the Knicks fly around. Fly around like the court all day long, causing a massive amounts of turnovers. Now, granted, you know they were missing ball handlers, but you know <laughs> they're missing massive amounts of turnovers. But the thing about defenses like that, when you do fly around, especially when you have a premier rebounder like Andre Drummond, you 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 find yourself a lot of times out of position for the rebounds when you ended up flying around like that. And I. And it did work for a, a moment, but I do feel like that was to our detriment a little bit when you can't then relocate um, open man. Um, and especially, you know, when you can't secure a rebound against Drummond, who just he just grabs the boards versus three people. <laughs> massive human being. He's just a massive human being, man. A massive yeah. human being. I mean, you know, what did we get? We gave up. Uh, 91 in regulation, even with that re- offensive rebounding disparity. So it's hard to really pin the game on the defensive end, even though yeah, you that when you're flying and rotating like that, and you got bigs rotating three point shooters, you're going to give up some offensive boards, especially against a team that has Drummond and AD in there. I mean, that's a big front line and long, and they're going to get some of those. And yeah, I mean, when you're you know, I think we've survived the Mitch thing. Mostly on you know on defense, I think because Noel and Taj are both excellent defenders, right? And they made up for Mitch's absence there. But especially on the offensive glass, we don't really have much of a presence there anymore. Mitch yeah. is like on the offensive glass, and Noel kind of just gets thrown around down there. Um, you know, we love him, and he's blocks these crazy blocks every night but you know he's, he's still a toothpick and he still gets knocked around down there especially trying to get offensive boards and that's i think where you feel the mitch absence especially i like Drummond, just so big just like there's a size there that neither noel nor taj can really match um so i think we did miss him a lot last night too yeah absolutely um well I, <laughs> I don't know when, at this point i'm just like yo when is mitch coming back is he even gonna make it back for the playoffs what's happening I wouldn't hold out hope there. I don't think so. Yeah, it just seemed like it just seems like we're just gonna have to work with what, he, what we got. Um, the other news that's come out though is that you know guys like Quickly and Alec Burks, they said um, they, they will definitely be back for the homestand. Um, but tough news for tomorrow for the Spurs game, guys. Um, Derrick Rose is now and Reggie Bullock are now added to the questionable list versus the Spurs. So, yeah, the news doesn't get any easier. <laughs> and I can't say I'm surprised with Rose playing whatever how many minutes with all his injury history that he's that he's going to sit one out maybe. I think, I, you know, I've, I have a good feeling about IQ and Brooks getting in the game uh, just because I think there's been progress and the reporting has been like they're on their way. Right. So we'll I could definitely see Rose sitting after all those minutes he just put in, in on the West Coast which is a big loss right now. I mean, he's been our second-best player pretty consistently for the last 10 games. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Not getting easier, like you said. No, nah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's been the second-best player over the last 10 games. It was RJ for the longest time, and then it seemed like Burks was trying to be threatening it, but yeah. Derek Rose has unequivocally been the second-best player solidly by himself 
in these last 10 games. And it's coming out a good time. Hopefully, he's back 100% healthy for these playoffs because we are going to need him tremendously because <laughs> he's, he's just been there before, you know? Yeah, he's like the only guy. I think, I mean, Taj, obviously him and Taj have been there together uh, yeah. a couple times, more than, you know, four or five times, whatever it is. Um, but uh, I think that's it on the roster, right? I don't know. Randall's Burks, never been there. Burks has been there as well. Bubble Burks was there with the 76ers last year. Wow, Bubble Burks on the Sixers. Yeah, Bubble. Oh, I call him Bubble Burks. Yeah, I, that's my little nickname. <laughs> I call him Bubble Burks. I mean, he's been on so many teams, it's hard to keep track. I'm sure he's been in the playoffs on one of those teams. But, uh, yeah, so Burks ran. I mean, you know, our best player hasn't been there. So that's going to be a whole new experience for him. Everyone, defense is keying on him in a whole different way. I mean, you got a taste of it last night. I mean, that's what playoff defense looks like. So that'll be really interesting to see how he, how he deals with it and whether he can get enough help from everybody else and yeah you got to get rose back healthy obviously to, to, to pitch in absolutely all the no I, I see news from the chat that's from um shout out to skull six tray who says rose injured his ankle in the second quarter and played on it all game okay oh jeez man gamer <laughs> gamer that that changes it makes, me, makes me nervous though with that guy's history oh man know. no you're absolutely right about that you're absolutely right. That makes that makes his his loss hurt even more. Actually, <laughs> and he was making hustle plays. Like he made that steal from behind and yeah, rounds in the fourth quarter. So he was really he was giving it everything on a bum ankle. Yeah, I think he had like three steals on the two or three steals on the night from Derrick Rose. Actually, I think it was like him and Frank was the steal. Yeah, three steals from Derrick Rose on the night. Frank with two over there. So he was and, yeah. And if that's true, also like you know he. he uh, you know, I saw people were a little bit critical of how he got over that screen on on THT there on the last three. Right. That's you the. Know, <laughs> you know, for, I mean, first of all, I'm not like it's hard to get upset. Like the guys on THT shooting like in the twenty percent something. You read my mind. You read my mind exactly. I didn't even have to say it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't. You know, that shot. I mean, he made it. Good for him. Like credit, credit where credit's due. It was. I don't think that's bad defense. You know, you don't. If AD's not taking the shot and it's THT chucking a three, you know, you live with it. It is what it is. They made one. I I agree with you, man. You got to play the percentages at that point, man. You have to play the percentages. Yeah. If he's not known three point shooter, he hasn't really been hitting it all game. He's just hurting us because by going to the hole, you, you kind of yeah. live with that if he makes it. I mean, it's, it sucks to say that, but that it, it is what it is. Um, but you know, these final shots though, because you know. Randall, Randall, okay. Randall is the it's so facto guy on this team. Some people feel like even though he is the guy on this team, he isn't a quintessential closer. Um, do you blame Randall for this loss? I know I don't. I know I don't. I know we had a key turnover. In the like, in key moments of the game, one before the, like both the, the regulation, and also right before the overtime game, but I can't bring myself to say, you know what, he's been isoing too much, and I put this on Randall. Am I feeling alone with that, or do you are you no, have another perspective? I'm with you 100. percent I saw some of that on the timeline, and I was not happy about it because, look, is he he's not perfect yet figuring out the double teams and and. But when you're not getting any support, and I think Rose, rightfully so, was totally gassed, and now we're hearing he might have been on a bum ankle for a couple quarters. 
So you're the only one that can create any kind of offense, and you're playing an elite defensive team. Right. And we're not running any – like, you know, you want to maybe nitpick and say that we're, our offense wasn't really creative. We were kind of just running that same two-man game and ended up with right with Randall on the high. But, like, that, that's the position that he was in. And yeah. Like, he did the – I mean, he made a bunch of shots. It's not like he was – you know, he, he he made some huge shots. He made a crazy three over eight that could have given us the lead. I, man, I thought it was over when he hit that shot. I <laughs> – and he yelled, this is my house, which was sick. And then he makes a right right shoulder fade over Wes Matthews. That was, an, uh, you know, just a beautiful move. Like, and he had an up and under. Like, he he was great last night. Like, if I don't think there's any other takeaway. Like, I, I agree that there are times where it gets a little bit sticky. But, again, when nobody else is doing anything, like RJ was ice cold. Reggie was ice cold. Right. No didn't do anything on offense. So, it's like – there's no, there's the, the floor is small in that kind of scenario. He's just doing the best he can. And, you know, the travel call, I don't even know if it was a travel. I didn't like, I didn't okay. Like I thought I was by myself yeah, when I, I, cause I rewatched that thing and I'm looking at his feet and I was like, I don't see him change his pivot. I didn't see where the travel is. I felt like it was like a home call whistle. Like, I, I it, it just seems like a, a blown call. I almost felt like, we should have challenged it, but it is what it is at this point. But I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone thinking that because I didn't think it was a travel at all. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. And I, yeah, I mean, again, you know, I see some 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 guys on the chat. I agree that he had a couple of turnovers he shouldn't have had. It's not he's not perfect, but I, all in all, like looking back on the game, I, it's really hard to. I mean, he gave it everything he had. He made a bunch of great, crazy shots. You know, clutch shots. Uh, he didn't get enough help last night. I mean, that's I think where it comes down to. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. Like, listen, like guys, like another season of this. Look, here's the thing. Next season is is a season we we have to really start to build. Um, RJ has taken tremendous strides this season. Um, he's he's done well for himself. He's improved his three point shooting. You want him to see him improve at the rim a little bit more. Get get creative. Even the announcers kind of commented on. You know, he should have went. He should have went to his right hand and did an up and under. It's available for him. Like he, like even when the announcer was, was kind of talking about it. But yeah. you, you hope that he, he's, he has been our number two. But you hope he takes the next step in his evolution. And he's able to carry the offense at a higher level. Um, so this is, we have to be patient and let this thing really play out. And also, who knows? We can still be looking for a disgruntled star scenario. We still have cat space. We we still have picks. We have a lot of options. Options that we haven't had in years. And you know, running record, and you know, Shut out the World Wide West. new front offices and everything. So <laughs> we're in a good space. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I hope I hope Knicks fans aren't like looking at this loss and like all of a sudden souring on what's been just like a crazy miraculous season for a lot of reasons. Like, hey, man, we're in a great spot. We're in a great spot. We're looking to playoff basketball. One more win, and I think we basically clinched the playoffs. I mean. You got to RJ. Think about what he's just done between his first rookie year and his second year, and like where he's at now, and what that you know what what that looks going forward. He gets to his third year. I mean, you know, you have Drew Hanlon, his trainers, talking about all the things he's going to improve on. He's going to work on his shiftiness. He's going to work on his finishing. He's going to work on shooting on the move, and like uh, he's only given you reason to believe that he's going to work as hard as anybody to improve on all those facets. And he's having a really solid year at 20 years old. So, yeah, you know, is he a number two right, right now on a great playoff team? No, he's not. <laughs> but, but he's been playing that role at, at a decent yeah. pace.
case, you know? He's doing, he's doing as well as you could ask him to do at 20, you know, considering the rookie season he had. So everyone's exactly. getting We're in a good spot, everybody. We're fine. We're in a good spot. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And, and we're going to keep building, you know. It's, it's just a matter of time, and it, and that's going to bring me to another 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 topic. But before we even get to that talk, let me salute to the chat once again. All right, salute to the chat once again. Um, you're watching the KOT show, and I have a guest today. All right, Benji Ritzhold. He is from the Strickland. Um, if he just came, shout out to you guys. Um, we just recapped the Knicks versus Lakers game. All right. Um, and so um. Yo, show him some love, man. He's been a, a good guest for him. One's, uh, so shout out to the chat. Hopefully, yeah, show him you appreciate us, man. Hit that like and subscribe button. Also, you know, um, super chats are welcome as well. It helps grow the channel. Um, it helps pay for the writers. helps pay uh, for the upgrades, cameras, and all that stuff. Raw got his camera for you guys who didn't know. Raw has his camera. He's just in the midst of moving. So he hasn't set it up yet. But Raw does have his new camera. So he should be looking nice and crisp for the next episode whenever you get that set up. All right? Cool. All right, but let me just shout out everybody in chat real quick before we move on to the next subject. Shout out to Stanley Man. He says best scenario is we fall to the seventh seed and lose the play in. So we so we'll be in the high draft lottery. Bruh. No, no, no. Stanley. <laughs> no, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Bad energy, Stan. <laughs> that's the guy you shout out come on we got a lot of people positive people out there. I, I, i'm going to shout out everybody else that was the first one at the bottom <laughs> that popped out I, and when i started reading i realized what i read <laughs> we're not talking lottery anymore we're done no we're done that's that yeah that's mad 2020 all right <laughs> <laughs> we're 2020 right now shout out to andrew rodriguez says, it's, here we go more po my positivity it's been a great season and whatever is the result of the season we should be proud of the knicks there we go there we go that's what yep. i'm talking about gunshots in the air for the big season right celebration time all right shout out to miss uh miss mr chill all right he says nowhere we're drafting two rookies this summer a trade is happening um I, I I agree with you, yeah. Tibbs doesn't play rookie, so we're gonna have to move some of these guys. And we have thirty-seven second-round picks too, so something something's <laughs> got to give. Something yeah. exactly. No no guesstimate. Thirty second, thirty-two second-round picks. All right. All right. <laughs> like that. Shout out to Stanley Man. Shout out to Skull Six Tracks. Shout out to M Santos, Elixir, Flow, Fritz. Always holding it down. Picks for Timmy and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. All right. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into some 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 rumors. We all love the rumors, right? So, as you know, you already see what's happening right now. Derrick Rose. If I was a betting man, I would bet the shirt off my back that Derrick Rose will be returning to the New York Knicks next season. I I, I I'm as I'm just betting that. And if I was also betting, I would guess that Alfred Payton would not be returning. Just I'm just looking at the tea leaves and the, and the minutes he's playing and, and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, there's been rumors about Nick's point guards and the people who were shopping. Um, but, you know, Ian actually posted something on the other day. And you already know, when Ian talks and Ian reports, we got to listen now. now. Now we have to listen. So now hey. we're, we're, we're going to talk about it. And this is what Ian said as I, let's see, hold on. I'm going to try to adjust this so you guys can actually read along with me. All right. In this article, he's talking about in the hunt. 
So where do Knicks go from here? They're fully committed to keeping Randall beyond his current contract. Uh, we, we talked about that before the other day. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly are certainly part of the future, and the club has cat space and draft picks to be active in both free agency and the trade market. They're keeping an eye on Damian Lillard. Hmm. This makes him a little, a little bit more real. A little bit more hey, real. That's that, a name. That Ian said before, and I heard it. I was like, really? Is this is this a thing? Um, we're keeping an eye on Damian Lillard and other stars who may seek a trade if things go sideways in the current franchises. They also have guards like Dennis Schroeder and Lonzo Ball, per SNY sources. Kyle Lowry on the radar for this offseason. So it is official. Lillard, Schroeder, Ball, and Lowry are on the radar for this offseason, according to Big Man Bigley. <laughs> reported on SNNY. Now, we kind of talked about Dennis Schroeder. We talked about Alonzo Ball. Um, Kyle Lowry, though, to me, seems to be the most gettable out of everybody. I mean, no, I'm no, no. Alonzo and Dennis Schroeder, to me, I guess I probably might be gettable as well. But, um, I, I know I'll defer to you first. Um, your feelings on adding a Kyle Lowry to these New York Knicks. I think Kyle Lowry is literally the perfect fit. I, you know, it's going to be a question with him is, if, is there another team willing to give him a multi-year deal, you know, three years, four years, you know, late into his 30s at big money, he might, he might jump at that. You know, I wouldn't, who could blame him? I don't, I don't think that's what the Knicks want to do or will do. Yeah. It's just not really the timeline. I mean, Julius now has established himself as a centerpiece. He's 20, all of 26 years old, and RJ's 20, and Quickly's 21, and Obi's 20. You know, like it's a young, young squad. Um, and it just doesn't necessarily make sense. I mean, Kyle's got a lot of mileage on him, um, and they just don't know how, how, how the skills will translate as he really ages. He's not, like, the most athletic player to begin with, and maybe right. that helps in terms of, you know, getting older. Um, but you know, if you can sign him to, you know, we have all this cap space that we don't have anybody to use it on. I mean, if you can, if you can rope him into a one year, 30 plus million dollar deal, you know, you have the cap space anyway, and then it's, you know, he's he's off the books in a year, but you know, in terms of the, the spacing he provides, he's a good shooter. Um, but he's not like a, he's not a ball dominant player where like, you know, Randall and RJ won't be getting their touches even quickly. He will, hopefully will take another step next year. Isn't going to get his touches. Like he, he's willing to get off the ball. He's willing to play off the ball. Um, and then as a defender, yeah, we've heard, you know, what Tibbs sees in Alfred Payton and he's talked about it is guard multiple positions. And Kyle Lowry does both of those things, but he does it a whole lot better than Alfred Payton, and he can shoot, right? So it, it, it's he's a Tibbs kind of player. He's tough. The yeah. way Tibbs likes his point guards, he can penetrate. He's got size. He can match up. Uh, you know, I remember we we played them a couple times this year, and he's willing to switch on to Julius. Yes, keep that matchup on. He doesn't care. Like he, he takes a million charges. He always leads the league. Like he's the perfect kind of player to put on this roster. I think you you inject like uh, several, several wins uh, on top of what we've done this year if you get that kind of guy. So it's just going to be a question of what he's looking for, Lowry, and what other teams are willing to offer. But like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I really think it's a no-brainer that, that it's, an all, it's, 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 it's the kind of guy you go for and you see what he wants to do. 
I I agree with you wholeheartedly a million percent. Kyle Lowry is literally the perfect ver for us, man. Um, even at this this age, you, you're looking. I love my, I love me. Let me just, let me just hit you. Let me, let me just hit you with the cleaning the stats, the clean the cleaning glass. You know my. You know you know how I do. All right. Still at this age, forty percent from all three. Um, mm. uh, you already know. All right, I haven't even hit this button all day. Oh. I'm hitting that for y'all. All right, <laughs> for all three buttons today. Right. Um, <clears throat> corner three. Right. Well, we all know Tom loves his corner threes. On uh, this season, he's hitting his highest percentage from corner threes in a ninetieth percentile out of point guards from the corner three, shooting forty six percent. Um, mm. yeah. At the rim, he's finishing at 81 percent, which is better than all of our point guards we have currently. Um, even though you know Derrick Rose re recently, he's been hitting at the rim at an insane rate. So he and he, like you said previously, he plays defense. Um, he's an undersized guard, but he's so strong that it doesn't really matter. He can be switched onto shorter, uh, taller guys, and he can pretty much bully them out the paint when they try to post them. So he's literally the best fit for us to make a, in a, a run. And when you think about what we're doing right now, we're battling for fourth in the East with Derek Rose, um, you know, playing 32 minutes. We have, if we have him and Derek Rose sharing the point guard minutes, I think we're a lot scarier. We, we, that's, we're, we're fourth. Dare I say four, three, two? I like it, it gets a little, it looks a little scary. Don't, don't let us add another piece on top of that. Then, it, then we're we're even in another level of scary. Now the the thing is right. There's two schools of thinking. Um, there's a short term view and a long term view. And I've always said, okay, if I'm thinking more long term, I'm going to lean towards getting Lonzo Ball, even though. Kyle Lowry at this moment might be a better fit for this team right now if you want to make a, a run more right now because you you can trust his three-point shooting more. You, he can shoot better at the rim, um, and he just has a more proven resume. The, the question with Kyle Lowry becomes how long can you keep that up with, with Lonzo Ball? He's shown some flashes. He had like an eight three. Um, he had a game where he had eight three points, eight three pointers made to this this year, right? Yeah. Um, his mid range. He just hit like a mid range game winner like a week ago. Um, him under the tutelage of, of Tom Thibodeau. Um, him running him with this crew, this crew who likes to shoot on off days and and grind that out. You can see him getting better with the Knicks, and you know opening up other parts of the game like the lobs for Mitch. And getting easy transitions because we're we're not you know we're last in pace. So you can see where he fits in with us too. Um, but it just seems like um, I would still go, I would still go ball over Lowry, only for the long term project projection. Um, is, is I guess this is what I'm saying. If we miss out on ball, I would then go Lowry right after ball, and try to get him for like a. A Scott Perry special, which is like a two years team option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm a little bit less uh, high on Lonzo 
I, I know he's he's made a bunch of threes, and for two years now he's been a a good shooter. And yet when I watch him shoot, I just it hasn't. I can't. He can't convince me with that form and like what it looks like that he's actually a good shooter. But I'm probably wrong on that. He's probably he probably just is at this point a good shooter. But I can't. I don't know. It hasn't penetrated my brain yet. (laughs) He's a good shooter now, man. He's a good. I mean, we pull off his most recent. I know I have stat. I have a stat here. Hold on, but I don't think it's the most recent stat. But keep going. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I know you're right. I know the stats look really good, and it's whatever. It's just that's a me issue. But in terms of Tibbs, you know, one thing that we've heard Tibbs say over and over again, and you look through the point guards that he's employed over his, you know, whatever, 10, 12 years coaching. He loves attacking guards. He loves front right. guards that get in the paint. And that is Lonzo's weakness. I mean, his biggest weakness is that he really doesn't drive at all. He doesn't get to the line at all. Um, he's a really good passer, but he's a good passer in the sense that he's like an outlet passer and, a, and he swings it around the perimeter really well. But what he isn't is like, a, you know, he doesn't attract a crowd getting into the paint and then spraying the ball out, right. which I think really is what Tibbs loves. So... You know, there's the downside to him, and and with him, you're gonna have to pay him pretty big bucks for, and you're gonna have to sign him to, you know, four four years or whatever. Yeah, it's a different. You know, now you're eating into that cap space uh, for for long term money, and you know, you know, you have these questions about, you know, are they are there gonna is there gonna be a star out there that we want to you know pry away for, you know, some unhappy star, you know, that kind of money can kind of get in the way. So that's the calculation the front office has to make. I I. I I'm not sold on Lonzo in the same way, and I, at least, obviously, he's a long-term piece, like you mentioned, and and so that has to go into the calculation. But just like in terms of like next year's team, right? I love the Lowry idea more as a basketball fit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And right now he's shooting 37 percent from three. It was 38, but it, it dipped a little bit, I guess, over, over a couple of weeks. But yeah, 38, 37 percent from from three on the season so far. And uh, 14 points per game this year. Yes, man, the, the Knicks only hire 40% shooters these days. We don't accept. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Yeah. You would say you would think that. You would think that. But mm-hmm. we also turn um, 30% shooters into 40% that's shooters right. mid-season. All right? <laughs> that's Reggie, Reggie Bullock's Reggie Miller. Exactly. Reggie Bullock's Reggie Miller. I looked at Frank's numbers the other day. And I was like, wait. He's averaging 2.7 points a game, but he's shooting 44% from three. I was Every like, time. that Every is the time. funkiest numbers I've seen. Frank, yeah, Frank, I mean, sample size is small, but he shot it great, especially from the corners. Um, look, if, if the, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you wanted to get in the Frank conversation, but if the Knicks don't want us to want to give him a little bit of money to bring him back, someone's going to, going to take him and he's going to be good somewhere. I, I have like no doubt that he's going to make an impact on a good team one day. It's just, I, you know, he's, if I were him and I was his agent, frankly, I would, I would say to him, let get, get yourself out of this place where you, oh, can't, yeah. you can't hold down a position for more than a week. Um, and start fresh somewhere that you know somewhere that's going to guarantee you some time to really establish yourself as a pro. So that you know, I I, it, I just don't see him resigning for that reason. I don't know if I don't know how interested the Knicks are. I mean, last night I think was great for his for next year's contract for him because he showed out on national TV against yeah. really good defense. So good for him, man. He deserves it. Yeah, he definitely deserves it, man. But he he needs to keep, he needs to keep that consistency because that's the thing with Frank, man. He's done the. He's shown signs of confidence, and you're like, oh, a heartbeat. 
and then it just goes away. Then it looks like he doesn't even want to touch the ball. Like we need to see that more often. I know it's there. He's still young, and I, I, I'm like, I'm with you. I feel like he'll be, he can be good for another team. He can be bare minimum three and D guy that can flash some passing skills. I lie, either the no look pass the Taj. Um, and, you know, he's shown some passing when KP was here. He's done some really nice. I still remember for year one, Frank, when he threw, like, a bounce pass on a fast break, like, half, damn near full court on in stride. Like, I still remember that. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's he, – he, uh, when he played nationally for France, he showed a lot of that too. You know, I think with him also it's – since he got here, it's just been such organizational flux – and it's how many different coaches has he played for now that have like started to show confidence in him and then bench him for the, and it, it's hard to know how much that plays into a guy's development, but I, it, it's pretty clear with him that he just, you know, the contrast to like, you know, an RJ this year, for example, where it's like, you know, you're our guy, you're going to get your 35 minutes plus a night and we're invested in you, even though you might go through some, you know, think about RJ's first, whatever, 10, 12 games of this season. Right. But there was no like, all right, well, you know, take some time on the bench or what? Like that was never an option. Like that, you invest in your in your lottery picks, and and usually you'll, they'll show some development. They'll they'll tell you what you are. And Frank was so was just kind of thrown around for so many years. It had to take a toll on him. And Absolutely, I, I was happy to see it last night. It was it was cool to see him show out like that. Yeah, and he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot more opportunity it looks like everybody's probably from the next roster with, with sprained ankles so yeah i think he probably will mm-hmm. and um let's see what happens let's see if he does hopefully he keeps that same confidence and he just lets him fly man he could become a, a, a reggie bullock who can play make <laughs> you know what i mean if, if he's gonna let him fly at that rip you know yep yep mm-hmm yeah salute yo one more salute to that that's our show let's everybody's in discord link quiet night tonight for the discord chat but that's our show. I'll give you one last shout out and we'll wrap it up. So shout out to everybody who's in the chat. Um, good show today, man. Good show. Good show today, man. Really appreciate you having here. Um, Thanks for having me. Man. Blessed. Yeah, man, man. You're really fun. Really fun, man. Really insightful. Um, yeah, you have good points. Well, good points. Good takes. Yeah, man. Definitely will have you back on the show. All right. Um, Love it. Facts, facts. All right. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Chris S. Mr. Chill, UBG. Brian Walker, um, Fritz Alessandor, M. Santos, King Ja, <laughs> and Angel Rodriguez, everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. And shout out to Old Head, just because you named yourself Old Head. I just wanted to say that loud. <laughs> That's all. That's all I wanted to do. Oh, man, the Celtics down 10. Look at this. Down 12 to Cleveland. Ooh. Oh, let's go, Cleveland. I am a Cle- – that's, that's – yes. Wait, I think we clinch. I think we yeah. clinch a spot with this loss, right? I, I believe so. I that's think. Gotta let us know, but I think that's right. I believe so too. I feel like if Celtics lose tonight, we officially clinch. We cannot get any lower than sixth, and after that, we just have to fight for five. After that, <laughs> that's right. Just fight for five and just hope and pray that we avoid that mess up there in the Bucks and we play the Atlanta Hawks in the first round. <laughs> mm. Yes, sir. All that right, would be, that would be glorious. All right, so if you like the show, you enjoy, please like and subscribe to the channel. Also, um, super chats are welcome as well, and also yeah, there's cash apps and, and, and PayPal's as well. There's a link going around for that as well. Always, all this stuff helps to grow the channel. I don't buy Jordans with it. I don't even buy. I don't even buy Hewings with it because that's what I would. <laughs> I don't even buy Hewings. 
because I, I don't even <laughs> ride Jordans. I rock the humans, all right? Um, as we put everything back into the channel, into the writers, and into the creators over here on the Nick Time Show, all right? Um, yep. That, yeah, that is our show. And, yeah, so just, <clears throat> yeah, tell them, <clears throat> tell them where they can find you, Benji. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, I write for the Strickland, which is, uh, you know, a Nick site does great work, work with a lot of great people over there. Uh, the article's coming out every day. So check us out over there uh, on Twitter. I'm at Benji 43, B-N-J-Y 43. I'm coming out with, you know, Twitter threads, film breakdowns, everything pretty much on a daily basis. So shoot me a follow. I, I hope you'll enjoy it. And, uh, dude, thanks so much for having me on. It was, it was really a good time. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely enjoyed having you on the show. Very insightful. Good points, good takes. Easy conversation, man. I like you. You can definitely come back. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Also, you know, you already know where to find us. You can find us on the KOT show on Twitter. Um, also find us on Instagram at the Dick Time Show. You can also find us on Facebook at the Time Show. You can also find the blog, man. Check out the blog at the Nicketimeshow.com as well. Also, for you guys who want the merch, we got the KOT snapbacks. At the nicktimeshow.com in black and white and blue and orange as well. So you definitely can catch those. And yeah, and also check out the blogs, man. Mikey, he's gonna be dropping something tonight that's talking about the Knicks escaping the gauntlet. So definitely check out the the blog that's coming out tonight on the nicktimeshow.com as well. Alright. Yeah, yeah. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace, and as always, shut out the world wide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, man. That's what we do. We messes.